Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Overall, you know, this team's, what, 11-4 and the last 15. Um, The loss Friday night with Doolittle when he blew it, that hurt um, because the Phillies handled the Reds at least a couple games. So you you had a chance to at least stay within that six, six and a half. They're, They're currently seven. Phillies lost last night, but um, overall still 11 and four in the last 15. Uh, Max and, and Strasburg look really good in San Diego, and then that Philly series coming up next week is going to be huge. Four games here, uh, but overall, how do you think they're playing now? Yeah, I mean they're definitely playing much better. I think you know Strasburg's kind of been the constant all year, right? As long as he's healthy, which he has been, then you get this, which has been fantastic. Scherzer has been, to me, has been a big change earlier in the season. Everyone was talking about, oh, he's just hard luck. He's DeGrom 2019, but I didn't really see it that way. I thought he was getting knocked around pretty good for him. But these last three or four starts, he really seems to have hit the the Max Scherzer groove. So that's huge. Of course, you know, now Patrick Corbin is not doing what he was doing. So it's kind of like whack-a-mole a a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. You'd like to have all three of those guys firing. Um, but so you hope that Corbin's just kind of like a little glitch. But the the big the big win is what's happening on the back end of the rotation, right? Fetty's been good since he's been plugged in. Much not better. great, but fine. Much better. And yeah. and Anibal Sanchez looks like 2018 Sanchez. So you get that going, and all of a sudden, you know that's that's great. They haven't given up. I think they've only given up more than five runs in a game once in the last like two weeks or something like that. So bullpen's still an issue, but the rotation looks good right now. What, what about the bullpen? The bullpen clearly still has its issues, but uh, they had a bad one a couple days ago. But still, overall, they've improved some, right? Yeah, they have. You know, Suero, has got some pretty filthy stuff there, right? Throws hard. He's got that wicked slider. Um, he's just not terribly consistent yet. But he, when he's on, he looks great. And, you know, Bear Claw's been throwing better. Grace had nowhere to go but better, and he's been doing – a little bit better. So yeah, they definitely improved, but they're still flawed. Definitely. You know, they didn't get they didn't get Kimbrell, and I don't think anyone thought they were gonna get Kimbrell. The good news is that neither did the Braves nor the Phillies. So that's kind of like a a, a backdoor win right there. The one that scares me a little bit is Doolittle, because he just doesn't I don't know if it's a mechanical thing or what it is, but he's he's given up way more contact than he did last year uh, and in that half season before that. Uh, and he's he just doesn't quite look as unhittable as he has in the past. And with all the, the flaws that the rest of the bullpen has, you need Doolittle to be what he was last year. And so far, we haven't seen that. So hopefully he can find that groove. The, uh, let's talk about the lineup in, 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 in the hitting because uh, that seems to have really have come into place, too. We had guys, you know, Soto there for a while. We were worried about Robles' average is nothing to write home about, but he seems to be making – uh, so young, some big so plays. So, uh, talk about the lineup in general, how that's coming around. Because you know they might, like, they lost two of the last four, but you know five, four, one run games. It's not like they're just getting just completely punked. Yeah, no. In San Diego, you know, people around in, in, on the East Coast, people don't really realize about the Padres. You hear about Machado, you hear about Tatis Jr. and some of those other big bats they have. They actually have a really nice young pitching staff, right? Right. Um, and like they're not the most consistent bunch of arms, but they, they can throw. So the fact that, 
you know, four or five runs doesn't sound great, but you know, the way that the Nats bats were earlier in the season, it, you can live with it, especially on the road against San Diego. Right. Yeah, Dozier, his bat's coming alive. That's really big because they weren't getting anything out of him. Uh, you know, Kendrick look, is unbelievable. Season, oh, my God. Kendrick's like, he's like Strasburg. As long as he stays healthy, he's nails, right? That dude is like the fountain of youth he can just personified hit, right he, there. He can just Does he hit. have a shot at an all-star position? Yeah, easy there, boy. Um, I, I, <laughs> I mean, sure. He's 27. He's their best hitter right now. Yeah, I mean, they got a shot like my goldfish was an all-star in 2016. So. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Everyone's yeah. an all-star. Now you've gone right. too, too much. Two goldfish jokes. <laughs> well, there are, I like it. I think each league has 65 all-stars on the roster. So he's right. Probably Why can't he get one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a shot. I mean, he's been fantastic. I, I, I wouldn't expect that to happen just because there's too many. Look, look, Anthony Rendon has never been an all-star. Like, that's ridiculous, right? Like, out right. of the, I was looking the other day. I think out of the top He's like number seven since 2014. He is seventh in the majors in war, total war. Mm. And the top 30 guys on that list have a combined like 80 all-star appearances. Every single one of them has made at least one all-star appearance, except for Rendon. <laughs> He's no. never been an all-star. So with all due respect to, to Howie Kendrick, I think Anthony Rendon's got to get him first. But yeah, so his bat has come around. Soto, the, the lineup is completely different with Soto doing, doing Soto things, right? He makes that lineup so dangerous in the middle. Look, earlier in the season, they were missing their five best offensive players from last year. They were missing Harper, Murphy. They were missing Rendon, Turner, and they were effectively missing Soto. So they had five guys that basically weren't there. So you get Rendon back, Turner back, Soto back, you still don't have Harper or Murphy, and that's not going to change. But the offense looks completely different now than it did, say, three, four weeks ago. And then they get the White Sox tonight and tomorrow. Um, they outscored the White Sox fifteen to nine uh, in that quick two-game series here uh, on on Tuesday and Wednesday. So, uh, Despagne is that is that the kid's name? I, I don't even know who that is. I don't think he's been pitching this year. He's going to pitch for the White Sox tonight against Sanchez. Oh, right, Odrisamer, yeah. Despagne. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, what's going on with him? He hasn't pitched at all. Was he hurt or was he in the minors? You know what? I haven't even heard from him in a while. I think last I saw him, he was uh, – gosh, he's, he's bounced around. I remember um, him being in but, Miami, I think, for, for a minute. Yeah, I think he was there. He was in, in Baltimore for a minute. He's been in a lot of places for a minute. He's kind of like the, the poor man's Edwin Jackson yeah. to some extent. Um, but, yeah, like he, he's, a, he's a guy who, you know, crafty veteran type who, you know, can sneak up and, 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 and throw a good one on you. But – Look, the good news is I think they missed Giolito again, right? They're not facing him here. Like not, they didn't face him in DC. Nope. Despagne and Benuelos. Right. So that's good news because Giolito's like the best pitcher in baseball right now. All of a sudden. I know, it's crazy. So you'll, you'll, you'll take Benuelos and Despagne. Uh, and you know, the White Sox have they their bats are pretty good. They, they can they can swing it, but they're not terribly good on defense. And if you miss Giolito, uh, that's good for them. So you'd like to think that they could, they call it a sweep, right? A two game sweep. I don't really believe that should be called a sweep. It should be called like a, a, a dust or something like that. But you'd like to think they could sweep that one. Although if you add the two games that they took here, it would be a four game sweep. Hey, um, getting back to Rendon, do you think that the Nats will trade Rendon before the deadline? And if you do, what's like the magic number in, in how far back they are in the standings where they would make that move? That's such a tough call. You know, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, it didn't seem like such a tough call. But now they've gotten themselves, they've turned things around a little bit. Uh, the Phillies are 
dying from injuries. Their bullpen is a mess. They are so banged up. They lost McCutcheon. You know, the Braves are uh, uh, healthier, and they're a good team too. But you can you can figure out a scenario where they can make the playoffs. Right now, I think Spangrass has the, the Nationals at forty percent to make the playoffs. Mm. That's so a lot better that's, than it was before. Hell, it it is. It's great. It's amazing, really. Yeah. Uh, now, baseball baseball prospectus has them at nineteen percent today. So you know, right. you average those, you get what's that? Like thirty percent. I don't feel as good. Not <laughs> yeah, not quite a coin flip. Yeah, but not so, as good. You know, a, a, a few weeks ago, we would have been like, yeah, trade Rendon, absolutely, especially if you can have a gentleman's conversation with him and Boris where it's like, look, we're going to get some prospects, and then we're going to re-sign you again in the offseason, and then it's a win-win for everybody. But right. now they're, now it's a lot more tricky, so I, I can't put a number on that. I, just, I don't know. You know. We're already in almost mid-June. They're six out of the wild card. Mm-hmm. So if, they're six, if they remain six or less out of the wild card, how do you justify Yeah, you're in it, yeah. Trade? I, yeah, I suppose if it's like July 30th and you're six out, is that a different conversation? I don't know. You know, like that's not 10 out. It's not 12 out and crazy things can happen. So I think for now, you, you got to hold tight on him. But you definitely have to have your mind open to trading him because, man, he's he rakes and he's great on defense and you can certainly get a lot for him. And then if you can sign him back in the offseason, it, everybody wins. Yeah, but why do we think we could do if, Like I would think if we could sign him back in the offseason, we would just sign him now. Right, I mean, like I'm getting the sense that we can't sign him now. That's part of the reason why we would trade him. Mm-hmm. Now, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of that. I actually thought, you know, I, I, I was on the, on the, in, in the group that was like, man, they, they, they should have signed him earlier. I, can't, I don't know what they're thinking. But part of me wonders if they're not being sneaky smart here, right? Because once you get to the point where the season starts and he starts raking, all of a sudden his trade value goes even higher than it was. And if you had already locked him up. You, there's no trade value. I understand. So this here, you can maybe have your cake and eat it too. Maybe. That'd be amazing. So I don't know. Like, like, does do Boris and Rendon work that way? Can they get together in the room and say, "Look, we're going to write it down on a beverage napkin here. You know, we're going to trade you, and then right. we're going to." Obviously, nothing's solid, right? He, he could go cush and then right. <laughs> somewhere else in the off season. <laughs> My word is stronger than hope. Um, <laughs> but how often does that happen successfully, though? Where a stud. They let him go, and then you re like a stud, not just some scrub. I mean, right? Chat, it happened with Chapman, right? With right. Yang, but it's rare. It's really rare. Yeah, it's not often. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a matter of making that agreement, or if it's a matter of just having the most money to get him back. In which case, you know, it'd be hard to imagine someone not outbidding the Nationals for Rendon, as good as he is. But all right. So who else? Dream. Eddie, who else is? I, somebody tweeted me, so it could be completely fake news. But that one of your colleagues, Jeff Passan, may have reported that the Nats. I don't know. I don't know the wording of it, but that obviously Rendon and I think Doolittle were like, uh, you know, certainly candidate. If he didn't say candidates, but likely to be traded. But he also threw in there Max's name too, and that's the one that just guts me. It, what what do you put the likelihood on? Let's just say if they're twelve, fifteen out, and they decide, you know what, we're just done here. We're going to maximize what we can get. What's what's the likelihood that a stud like Max, who's not even up yet, would be included in? They something won't like be fifteen that? out. I'm just throwing something outrageous out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, point three percent in my okay, book. I think you. that, yeah, I think that's more. That was more of like a let's put Max's name in the headline kind of thing. That, I wasn't in the headline. I saw that piece, but it certainly makes for good reading. What did he but say? I, if you saw the piece, yeah, well, I think it was one of those ones where you kind of you kind of tease the name, but then you know if you read the piece, it's and I've written pieces like this before. Where it's like, you know, in, in the piece, you have the caveat and the double caveat and the triple caveat. And you're like, oh, you could imagine a scenario whereby they might trade Max, blah, blah, blah. 
But in my mind, it doesn't happen because if you do that, he's got two years left on a deal, and you're basically signaling to the fan it's base. Over. End of the era. Yeah. It's, it's over. We're giving up the next two years. Unless, I mean, I suppose, and I think this was the argument that was made in the piece, given that he's got two-plus years left on his deal, the the haul that you could get for him, I can't even imagine mm. what that would be. Like, it's got to be the, the, the greatest trade heist ever. Right. Like 12 product. I mean, I don't know. It, it would be crazy. So if somebody really knocked your socks off, maybe, you know, and then you could argue the money that he's owed, the $60 million over the next couple of years or whatever it is, go spend that elsewhere. So that's why I say not 0.0%. I say 0.3%, but I, I can't imagine they get rid of him. All right. What about either. just given their bullpen issues? And I understand uh, relievers are – thought of in many ways is sort of a dime a dozen and you have a new closer every year. But I mean, Doolittle's like the one constant kind of guy. What about the, the, the idea of him being moved? What's the likelihood? Well, we got nothing back there. (laughs) It is. But so if they're out of it, like, you know, if end of July comes and they're out of it and you know, that Doolittle's not going to help you this year, uh, you know, he doesn't have the two years left on his deal like Scherzer does. Right. So why not? You know, at that point, if you're out of it, then and you can get something back for him, which, you know, closers, that is like the one thing that draws value in the trade market. So if you can get something back from him that helps you in the future, why not? If you can get a couple decent prospects or maybe one prospect and one major league bullpen arm or something like that, I think you would have to consider it. I think everyone around Washington would hate to see that because on top of being a really solid pitcher. He is an exceedingly decent human being. Oh, right? yeah, great guy. Right, right. Um, yeah. So uh, you'd hate to see him go. Media, fans, everyone alike. But yeah, I think certainly you would consider that one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.